0: This is Plant-Based Briefing. Can you get your protein from plants? Part 1 by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, host of this curated content plant-based podcast for people short on time but curious about a variety of topics around plant-based and vegan living. I research and find articles, get permission, and read them to you here in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's is a bit longer than that, so it's a two-parter. I'm reading part one today, and part two will be tomorrow. It's from Food Revolution Network. They're a nonprofit guided by John and Ocean Robbins, and they're aiming to empower individuals, build community, and transform food systems to support healthy people and a healthy planet. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Can you get your protein from plants? Part one by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org Summary Protein is a buzzword these days, but how much of it do you really need? What are the ideal plant-based protein sources? Can you have too much protein? And what is protein deficiency? Here's what you need to know about this critical nutrient. Editors' note: This article is a partial adaptation from Ocean Robbins' book, 31-Day Food Revolution: Heal Your Body, Feel Great and Transform Your World. But where do you get your protein? Anyone who adopts a plant-based diet or even considers going vegan or vegetarian is likely to hear this question with alarming frequency. You don't have to look far to see what can sometimes border on something of a protein obsession. From protein shakes, bars, and powders to cereals, cookies, and protein-focused diets and meal delivery services, attention to protein seems to be just about everywhere. But how much protein do our bodies really need? Is more always better? Or is it actually possible that some people could be getting too much? And can you get all you need from plant-based protein sources? Let's take a look. What is protein, really? Protein is something you need to eat almost every day. Why? Because your body doesn't store it in the way it stores fats and carbs, the other two main macronutrients in food. Okay, but what is protein? Protein is an essential nutrient for the building, maintenance, and repair of almost all the tissues in your body, including your bones, muscles, blood, hair, nails, and organs. Protein also gives your body energy, although that's not its main role. In addition, protein helps keep your immune system strong, because your immune system is made up of proteins, and eating protein can help keep you feeling full longer. What we call protein is made up of 21 amino acids— Your body can make 12 of them, but there are 9 that are called the essential amino acids because you need to get them directly from your food. As long as you're eating a variety of whole natural foods and getting enough total calories and enough overall protein, you should meet your needs for all 9 essential amino acids. The notion that you need to combine foods in order to get the right balance of amino acids is essentially a myth. Watch the video The Protein Combining Myth from NutritionFacts.org linked here. How much protein do you need? In the U.S., the official recommended daily allowance of protein is 0.36 grams of protein for every pound of body weight. That means at 150 pounds, you'll need about 54 grams of protein per day to meet this target. If you're an athlete who is trying to build muscle, if you're pregnant or lactating, or if you're under exceptional emotional stress, The recommendation is to get at least 0.45 grams of protein daily per pound of body weight, which means at 150 pounds, you'd need about 67.5 grams of protein daily. New research is finding that older adults tend not to absorb protein as efficiently, so seniors may need more of it. The Mayo Clinic recommends that anyone over age 65 should get between 0.44 and 0.52 grams of daily protein per pound of body weight, This means a senior who weighs 150 pounds might need between 66 and 78 grams of protein per day. Here's a chart that can help you assess what your protein needs might be. It was developed by New York Times best-selling author and Food Revolution Summit speaker, Chris Carr. To calculate your daily protein needs, first, find your protein value. For kids ages 4 to 13, it's 0.43 grams of protein per pound of body weight, For adolescents age 14 to 18, it's 0.39. For adults age 19 to 64 who are moderately active, it's 0.36. For seniors age 65 and up and special needs, it's 0.44 to 0.522. Then to calculate your needs, multiply your lean body weight in pounds by your protein value to find out how many grams are recommended for you each day. If you are significantly overweight, you may adjust the formula down to base it on what you might consider a healthy body weight. What if you want more protein? If you want to boost your protein levels, you might consider using a healthy plant-based protein source. Shelled seeds, hemp, flax, and chia seeds are excellent, or seeds that have been ground into a powder are excellent sources. What about more refined protein supplements? That may not be the best idea. In 2018, the Clean Label Project tested the most popular protein powders on the market. They found that virtually all of the 134 protein powder products tested contained detectable levels of at least one heavy metal, and 55% tested positive for BPA. Strangely, the plant-based and organic protein powders were not exempt from these problems, and in many cases actually fared worse. But the good news is, so long as you eat a varied diet based around whole foods and get enough total calories, chances are you have no need for protein supplements anyway. More on that later. Keep reading. Guess what? Protein deficiency is shockingly rare. According to 2014 research from the NPD Group, almost 80% of U.S. consumers say they want more protein in their diet. But do they need it? This may come as a surprise, but protein deficiency is virtually non-existent in industrialized countries. Most American adults eat substantially more than the recommended amount, averaging more than 100 grams of protein per day. And most Europeans get more than they need, too. If you're eating enough food so you don't lose weight and you're eating a variety of whole foods, it's almost impossible to consume too little protein. In general, the only people who are truly deficient in protein are those who aren't eating enough calories which is a serious and potentially life-threatening concern for hundreds of millions of people on the planet who don't have enough food to eat. Protein deficiency can also become a problem for junk food vegans, who eat no animal products and a lot of processed foods. There's no protein in sugar or bottled oils and very little in fries or chips. And protein deficiency can also be a problem for alcoholics, people with eating disorders such as anorexia, And addicts, all of whom tend to have diets that are deficient in many important nutrients. But with these exceptions, in the industrialized world where starvation is relatively rare, inadequate protein consumption is almost unheard of. If you eat 2,400 calories a day and 15% of your calories are coming from protein, you'll be eating 90 grams of protein. In fact, as surprising as it may sound, we're beginning to understand that far more people may be suffering from getting too much protein than suffering from getting too little the problem of too much protein. When you consume more protein than your body needs, it doesn't store as protein. Instead, it's converted to fat or eliminated through your kidneys, which contributes to osteoporosis and kidney stones. And that's not the only problem too much protein can cause. When the International Scholarly Research Network published a meta-analysis of 31 studies on protein intake and disease, it concluded that overconsumption of protein was associated with higher rates of cancer, osteoporosis, renal disease, disorders of liver function, and coronary artery disease. In some of the most important nutritional research conducted in recent years, Walter Longo, Ph.D., director of the Longevity Institute at the University of Southern California and his team, published a study in Cell Metabolism in 2014 that tracked 6,381 adults over the age of 50 for nearly 20 years. The study found that between the ages of 50 and 65, participants who ate a high-protein diet defined as 20% or more of calories coming from protein were four times more likely to die of cancer than those who consumed a low-protein diet with less than 10% of calories coming from protein. The increase in cancer risk associated with a high-protein diet during these years was on par with smoking 20 cigarettes per day. Once over the age of 65, however, cancer mortality data leveled off, indicating that for people over age 65, there is no meaningful cancer-fighting benefit to a low-protein diet. At each age, however, those participants who ate a high-protein diet had a 5 times greater risk of mortality from diabetes. Overall, the study found that people with a high-protein diet were 74% more likely to die of any cause within the 20-year study period than their low-protein counterparts. What if we've had it all backwards? Is it really possible that most of us are actually getting too much protein? Dr. Longo thinks so. Summarizing the findings, he concluded that the study provided convincing evidence that a high-protein diet, particularly if the proteins are derived from animals, is nearly as bad as smoking for your health. However, according to the study's findings, the negative health associations with a high protein intake were reduced or eliminated if the proteins came from plants, which leads us to the next point. Not all protein is equal. You just listened to Can You Get Your Protein from Plants? Part 1 by Ocean Robbins at FoodRevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and tune in tomorrow for the second half of this article, where you'll hear about why where your protein comes from matters, does protein make you lean and strong, and 14 delicious sources of plant-based protein. And please share this episode with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.